21CL Radio. Happy Wednesday morning and welcome to the Education Vanguard. My name is Michael Bull. I'm your host and I'm happy to have you here. And yes, it is a Wednesday. I have two outstanding women here today and it's such a good show. I wanted to get it out a little bit early. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Stacey Stevens and Dana Watts. I am a guy, and depending on how long you have been listening to this show, you actually might already know that. I mention my gender because it makes me uniquely unqualified to talk about the role of women in leadership, specifically in education. However, thanks to this podcast, I'm able to bring voices from the outside to talk about important issues such as this. Today, I talk with Dana Watts from Hong Kong International School and Stacey Stevens from International School Beijing, whom together are spearheading the WLEAD or Women's Lead Conference in Hong Kong on Sunday, February 21st. As they discuss, their aim is to bring recognition and discussion to the lack of female leadership we see in most international schools today. From there, action and movement can take place. Enjoy the conversation. Stacey Stevens and Dana Watts, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Thanks, thanks for, having for having us. Well, it's good to have you here today. We're going to talk about women, and we're going to talk about women's leadership. And uh, there's an upcoming conference, though, W Lead or Women Lead Conference. Can you uh, tell us what that conference is about? Well, the conference is really about, um, I think, supporting women who um, are either in leadership or really looking at women who are aspiring to leadership and supporting them is how do we connect women who are experiencing similar things um, because there are different sets of opportunities and challenges, I think, to being um, a woman in leadership. And I think also really in particular that, that aspect of mentoring and how do we bring more women into these roles. Okay. Well, Dana, what do you think? Same thing? I agree. And I think that what, what, women are finding really frustrating is that for women in leadership in education that it tends that when when women are in leadership it tends to be in elementary and uh, the lower primaries and in curriculum but and it's hard to break into those to break that glass ceiling in other avenues within and there are so few female heads of school um especially internationally and and in addition to that, when we look at keynote speakers across the world, uh-huh. the uh-huh. females are – there are so few women at the conferences who are keynotes compared to the men. And we'd like to be able to start empowering more women to be able to do that. All right. So I have sort of a question that's going to reveal myself here a bit. So, I, you know, I, I saw this conference coming up. I'm happy, to, I'm happy doing this podcast here. But I haven't really heard much personally, like in the tech world, you have uh, the book Lean In, for example, uh, talking about women and, and needing more leadership opportunities and roles in there. But I haven't heard that much about it in education. Uh, is it just not commonly talked about or am I just clueless? You're clueless. <laughs> I, I would have to agree with Dana. <laughs> I, I, it actually, I think, is an increasingly emerging conversation oh. in education as people look around and they look at, as Dana was just referring to, like, where are women in leadership? And they're in some what have become traditional roles of women in leadership. But when you look at how many female heads are out there in international schools, there are very few, very, very few female heads of schools. When you look at, you know, high school principals, when you look at 
directors of technology, when you look at directors of educational technology or uh-huh. innovation, there are traditional spaces where I think that you may see women or expect women to be in leadership. But there are other spaces that there really aren't very many women in those positions of leadership. So going back to like elementary school, for example, you talked about like at my school at ISB, all the elementary leadership is female. Uh, we actually hired a guy from your school for next year, so they'd have one male on on, the, on it. But when you as you go up, you do see less and less women. Though you see them occasionally in middle school, but I guess pretty far and inf- frequently in high school. And I would say too, you know, one thing that it really started like when I first started going to tech conferences, um, I, there weren't a lot of women. There are definitely far more women at tech conferences now, which is fantastic. But I feel like once women move, if, and especially you know, female teachers, when we move from the classroom into a coaching coordinator type position um, for technology, which is great because I think we're you know that's something that really interests us in you know keeping the pedagogy. Um, at the focus of the classroom uh-huh, and then uh-huh. integrating the tech. But then where do we go from there? Because that's the tech directors are almost all male. Um, I know one really amazing female that's a female tech director, but other than that, um, it's few and far between. And then um, I don't actually know one other one other than um, the one I'm thinking about. And um, where do they move from there from into leadership? Because mm-hmm. that's like, that's like a, you're stuck then at that point. And so how do you move into, do, is your only choice to go into curriculum or to go into, you know, or to follow some other path? Because it seems like that's a dead end, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be a dead end for the males. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And my position is a little bit um, different here at ISB in that as you know, our director of learning model is we have several groups under that. And one of the groups in the office of learning, which is the office that I'm, I am in charge of mm-hmm. is educational technology. So I found myself in the position this year of having the opportunity to hire some educational technology positions. And as a woman, you know, looking at the group that I had and I have one female educational technology facilitator and we were hiring an educational technology coordinator. And when I was, you know, looking for who's available, who's out there, it was very difficult to find females for those positions for me uh-huh. to even reach out to and ask if they were interested in coming to I to ISB. And I, I found that like very difficult in many ways that as a female who believes that women should be moving into roles of leadership, especially around that, especially around like innovation and change leadership, and even moving into these positions where, you know, beyond just being a principal or an assistant principal. Sorry, that was my mail, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't. I really should turn that off. Um, I I was really it was challenging to find appropriate candidates, uh-huh. and you know what? If I have to hire and have an entire female you know, educational technology office to get the right people that we need to do the jobs that we need, then I would do that. But I was really struck by how few options and how few people there were out there for me to approach for the positions that I had available. Gotcha. Oh, by the way, we can't hear your mail ding. That probably just comes through your headphones. And when you said that is my mail okay. and you were having to talk about men at that time, it, it kind of crossed the floor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear. I'm like, what? Oh, sorry. About? That's good. All right. So well, I got well, I got. Well, just can I ask one question? I got to defend the uh, – uh, not really defend, but there, what, what, if more women are taking these ed tech positions, what are all of us nerdy men going to do? It's like our only hope. 
(laughs) (laughs) For a job. So, but moving forward, like, so, okay, I understand what you're talking about. And and the more I think about it, yeah, okay, all the elementary and the curriculum directors and directors of learning all tend to be female. So how, what steps can you take to make a change of what has become traditional roles, obviously, throughout the leadership uh, organization of schools? In my opinion, sorry, Dana, I'm going to start that off because I think it's twofold. I think there's one issue of getting more women into positions of non, of outside of the traditional boundaries of where we see a lot of female leaders. Uh But I also think there's a need to understand that women who are in curriculum and who are in these positions are also leaders. Because sometimes those positions aren't seen as being leaders in the same way that maybe a principal is. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're doing an awful lot of leadership work and change management work in schools. And sometimes they're actually not included in that that traditional sense of what it means to be a leader. For instance, one of the international um, conferences here does have a women's leadership, you know, lunch and things like that. And the only women who are actually invited to that are principals and assistant principals. Uh-huh. You're talking about your, your coast, I believe, right? Uh, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to be secret about it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but that's a really traditional look at what it means to be a leader is that leadership only is building level leadership. And there's an enormous amount of leadership in schools that's PK-12 uh, okay. leadership too. So I think, I think it's twofold. It's getting people in, but I think it's also recognizing some of these positions as legitimate leadership positions as well. Okay. D- Dana, and- do you want to add something? Yeah, I'd like to add that, you know, I also find, so this year at HKS, you know, I'm a high school tech coach, and I'm also teaching, and so I'm teaching intro to programming, and I have, you know, I have one female. In my game design class, I have two females. Uh, Last semester, I didn't have any. Um, Starting, I think we lose girls somewhere in between middle school and high school. They they get the perception that technology is a boy, geeky boy thing. It's not something that they could see themselves going into, which immediately puts them at a disadvantage um, if that's something that they realize they want to pursue later on down the line. And I think that... um, Having women in those roles helps create the role models for those girls so that more more girls so there's more equality within the classrooms and um, and th- I think that I just like to see see it the gender balance a little bit less skewed than it is right now, even just for the classes if, so if I'm a, a female looking to get into leadership, do I, are there any support groups in the international or beyond world in education that I can turn to to you know look for support, look for mentorship, look for help? Or is that something you're trying to create now? Well, there is one um, out, out of the States, um, which is great, um, but it's uh-huh. all U.S. driven. And so we – so I think that what we're trying to do is create one for – the the international school community and really try to do something to help our own community and, and empower one another. And I think, and then within my own school, we're going to start a small little um, group of just women here to help, help us figure out ways like, Oh, you know what, if you're really interested in doing this, well, here's a great conference to go to, or here's a connection I have at this school Mm -hmm. and they can tell you more about that. And maybe you could go there and learn a little bit, you know, you know, you can network with them and learn more about it and then come back here and and bring that here or something like that. But I think that there's an opportunity that, uh, 
that hasn't been fully utilized in, in the past. Can you guys talk about then uh, the conference that's coming up and what you hope some of the long-term goals will be uh, for after somebody leaves it? I, I think when um, when one of my friends and I, Jill Bromenschenkel, um, really kind of started talking about this idea almost about a year ago uh-huh. and started sort of, you know, you know, as curriculum people will do, plan for fun, <laughs> you know, and thinking about like, you know, what would it look like if we were to try and bring women together to have a conversation? And the thing, the overarching sort of theme of our conversations that Jill and I were having when we were talking about this was that it, it really needs to be action oriented. Mm-hmm. You want to bring people together. People do need to share stories to bond and connect. But I think what you don't want for it to be is a, a day of women processing their experiences with Mm -hmm. each other. I mean, you're trying to bring people together so they can connect and they could then go outside of that conference or take that, you know, offline or online if they want to, Mm -hmm. to support each other and process their experiences because we all do probably have a lot of stories and a lot of things that we could share with other people that would resonate with them and hear from other people. So we want to have, a, we want to have time for that sort of connection, but more than anything, we really want to make sure that we're moving towards really sol- solution finding and like, what can we do as a group to connect and empower ourselves? So it's my hope through the facilitation process. And the last part of the day is really like, okay, where do we go from here? And I really like what Dana was saying about her school, you know, already kind of having a group of women to get together to sort of support each other in that way. And perhaps that's like a named outcome of, um, this, you know, this time together. Right. We don't know what people are going to say they want to do because it's really a facilitated conversation and very participant driven. But, you know, the last part of it is about how do we come together and how do we move forward and what comes out of this? Gotcha. So, Dana, do you I, you agree just like a ditto sort of thing, or do you have anything else to add? Yeah, and I think that really, um, I totally agree with Cece. And, you know, we don't want a session where people complain because you've all had these issues, right? <laughs> but how do we move forward? And I love the fact that the end of the day and the focus is kind of like an action plan. So what can you do now? What are next steps? And do you want to start small? Do you want to start big? Can you create? You know, I know I moved on when I first moved to Hong Kong this past um, July, immediately the female ADE community reached out to me. Ah. And it's huge. And I was like, okay, I'm lost. I don't even know, you know, how do I, what do I do? How do I do this? How do I do this? And it was just so helpful. And they told me, oh, Dana, you know what? You should look at this. And, you know, here's some really easy PD that you can do. And you don't even have to leave Hong Kong. And here's this, and here's this, and here's this. And it was just fabulous. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like, you know, we're really developing like, you know, a really nice community of our school so that we're talking and we're not working in these silos in isolation, but we're working together. And so, um, I think that there's, there are opportunities for us to do this, to empower more women within our, the different regions that we live in to help one another. Now, how do you, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Can I just add one thing? I think one of the things that was also really important in planning this um, this conversation was that it's not just for women who are already in leadership. It's for women who also want to be mentored because as someone who I feel like has been mentored and very much supported in leadership, a lot of time 
my, your mentors choose you, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. as well. And so we have to make sure that we're giving people situations and opportunities that if they're, they're in a school where they're not finding someone to mentor them or they're not having that connection with someone in leadership who's really like supporting them and looking at them and their growth, like where can they go find that? in other places outside of the environment they find themselves in, in a work environment. So how can we connect people outside of that to find the kind of mentorship and support that they need? And I think that's another really important aspect of what we're doing is that trying to women who are interested in this, Mm -hmm. who may not be in the sort of positions that Dana and I are already in, but want to get there, that they're finding a support group to figure out how is it that I do this? And, and getting and receiving some mentorship. Now, do you, do you guys envision then at the end of this, uh, structures being created such as uh, links to, to people who are interested in becoming mentors, people who are interested in finding one, local chapters, things like that? Or are you still thinking, waiting for it to evolve organically uh, as the conference goes on? I'm definitely more on the um, evolve organically uh-huh. and let the participants sort of put the ideas on the table and then look at where we go from there. Um, and I think the other thing is that's interesting to note is this is happening, you know, here with 21st Century Learning Hong Kong, but there's also like a two-day women's conference or a women's um, workshop about a month later, you know, in Seoul, oh. that this conversation is happening in other places. There's a pre-con at an IB conference. And just I think the fact that the W Lead event is out there is already starting to bring some of these efforts and help people in different areas even connect. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of W Lead and then see what comes out of some of these other ones and to see where that builds and where that goes. Okay, gotcha. I agree. Um, I just wanted to say too, you know, Stacy and I were really, really fortunate to be taken under um, kind of the mentorship of uh, Barb Sorotin when we were in Delhi. And she uh-huh. really kind of just saw some qualities in us and helped us and taught me a lot about how to lead and what to do and, and was very good at saying, okay, I think you're ready for this. You know what? You're not ready for this yet. Let's work on this. And I, I used to be so nervous to present in front of people. And she would have me present in front of her and do all different kinds of things it was really helpful. And I think that what we, what we, what happens sometimes is that there are so few women at the top that a, they're incredibly busy because they're juggling a hundred different things and they're, and those positions are few and far between. So it's, so sometimes, you know, in the past, I think we were nervous, like, Oh, you know, there's only one. So I'm going to go for that one. And we want to open up that, those avenues so that there are more women and that we are creating this, this abil- the, the culture of supporting one another and helping one another and, and, and growing. And I think that that's part of, I, I, I might be wrong, Stacey, but that's where I think a, a lot of this is coming from too, is we had great mentorship oh, yeah. and I'd like to see more women have that same opportunity. All right, well, so- and I think I found myself in a situation where I've always had such strong mentorship and then I, I didn't have as much mentorship. Like I had moved maybe, you know, to a different layer, a different level, you know, within a school's hierarchy. And there aren't that many people ab- above me. And there was one female who was really, really busy who I would love to, you know, have had more contact and interaction with her. But because I still also need, you know, mentorship and support 
in in my work and my growth as a leader. And you know, sometimes people aren't available, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they are really, really, they are very busy. And that's in many ways where you know you do as a leader, you pick who you mentor. But sometimes there are people who need mentorship, and there's not enough. As what, as Dana said, there's not enough people at the top to go around and support all the people who may want it. All right, so we're getting down to the last couple of questions here. Actually, the last two. Uh, I traditionally like to ask if you guys could look five or ten years out at this conference was to be held. What, how do you think things will have changed uh, at that point, or hope they will have changed at that point? And also, how can people find out uh, or get more information about the conference as well? Dana, I'll let you start with that one, okay? Okay. Um, I would like to see just the gender balance um, a little bit less skewed in leadership uh, mm-hmm. in general for the international schools. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of schools when I've been to a lot of schools where you go in and um, it, it's basically, I think I talked about this in a blog post, there are a bunch of men in suits. And I think that who are leading the school and you've got, but your audience is, you know, our teachers are 50-50. We've got a, a little bit, we've got everybody there. And so I'd sure. like to see that start, those lines to start to blur a little bit more. And I would like to see um, communities that are self-sufficient, that they don't, you know, that, that they're, I mean, I would love for this to continue to grow and grow, but I don't really, it doesn't, I don't necessarily feel like, um, W lead has to become some massive conference in any way, shape or form. What I would like to see is that we help empower more women so that they can, they go and, and, and replicate the same message within their own schools. Yeah. And for me, this has really been more about starting a conversation and seeing where it goes. And I think ultimately what we want is we want to see more girls in our schools uh, embracing who they are as leaders and moving into maybe areas where they don't feel as safe and secure and they're in the coding classes and they're in the gaming classes and they're seeing themselves also as innovators and doers and makers. And if it's, unless we can put more women in positions that are helping make that happen in schools and are offering role models in that way, like, I don't know how we break those boundaries without models for our kids. And so that's ultimately what I'd like to see is, like, what's the impact on our students? And how is it that we are trying to model a, a, a paths forward for girls as they navigate high school and go into college? All right. And what's a good way for people to get more information about the WLEAD conference? WLEAD.org. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is where we really need to give a huge shout out, I think, to 21st Century Learning, Learning and um, Justin Hardman because when, you know, Jill and I had this idea and I thought about who to approach and who to go to, we thought, you know, let's, let's try and connect with a conference that we think thinks the same way that we do, that we believe would be supportive of this because we wanted to, you know, kind of associate ourselves with someone who could help us make it happen. And, you know, Justin has been incredibly supportive. He's really helped bring, bring up the website, taken our ideas, been able to help us put it out there, you know, and market it. And obviously with Dana being involved in 21st Century Learning Hong Kong, it was a perfect marriage um, of, you know, who, how to put the right people together to 
I think, have this conversation and move it forward. So I definitely want to give that shout out to you. Uh, your peeps over there at 21st Century Learning Hong Kong. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I, would say, um, I just want to say, you know, Stacy and I were at, a, at one of the 21st Century Learning Conferences a couple of years ago, and there was a panel, and the panel was almost all male, and someone asked, oh, how come there aren't any women on the panel? Right. And in uh, in Justin and Graham, immediate, like they were like, okay, then how do we change this? And I think they have made such a conscious effort. I mean, this year at 21st Century Learning, we've got Mimi Ito. Like we've got, they're, they're really like, they, like sometimes I think people just don't realize, you know, and when there's attention drawn to it, many people will just say, oh yeah, that's a problem. But Justin and Graham were like, okay, then we're fixing this. And they were very proactive. And so I just want to, I'm really proud I'm really just excited about their involvement and their help and support. Yeah, and I'm I'm just very appreciative. I've been speaking with Dana Watts, technology coordinator in the high school at the Hong Kong International School and director of innovation for 21st Century Learning, as well as Stacy Stevens. She's the director of learning at International School Beijing. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Thanks, very much. Michael. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com.